currently at in life is a reflection of how comfortable you have been in relation to testing your limits. We have these preconceived ideas of what we're capable of or what should be possible versus what our true potential is. Release all limitations. Go after something that genuinely excites you because who you are before the push period is a completely different version than who you are after only if you actually give it everything during the period but if you fully commit and give it everything you have during that whole period that level of excitement for why you want to go after will be the compelling force that drives you through and it's the fastest way to learn about yourself that's the voice of brandon brown arguably the greatest salesperson in the 70 plus year history of cutco by allowing himself to consider doing things no one else has ever done brandon has been able to push through limitations to set all-time records for success in the company in this conversation Brandon shares insights into the mental side of setting and achieving massive goals in any area of life. Sales reps all across Vector can immediately implement Brandon's ideas by striving to have their biggest ever push period, 10K, 20K, 50K, maybe even Brandon's record of over 105,000 in a short push could be possible for you. Prepare yourself now for the mind-blowing insights of the great Brandon Brown. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am really excited today to talk about pushing through limitations and accomplishing things that have never been accomplished before. Vector marketing is about to enter into a season of a lot of what we call push periods, which are these big sales competitions in the latter part of the summer for us. And I have as my guest today, Mr. Brandon Brown. Brandon has been in the Cutco business since 2007. And he is a Hall of Fame member in the company with about $5 million in Cutco sales. Three of the last four years, Brandon has been the number one sales rep in the entire company. And in fact, in 2019, Brandon broke through the $1 million mark in sales, in personal sales. Just him, over $1 million for the year. Also in 2016, 
He was the first achiever in our company to reach $100,000 in sales for one of these push period competitions that we have. He has elevated that record up to $105,000 last year. So he's an awesome guy to talk about this concept. As I think about what we want to cover today, I can remember a, a quote from a very old Gatorade commercial where they used to say, life is feeling someone pushing from behind and then realizing it's you. And in ultimately in life, we are responsible for our own success. We are responsible for taking ourselves through barriers and limitations to be able to achieve what we want. And Brandon Brown is somebody who has always been able to push through limitations, always been able to see things that others had not accomplished. And so we are going to have an awesome conversation today. Brandon, thanks for being part of the podcast once again. Awesome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yes. And for anyone you know who hasn't heard, Brandon was featured much earlier in the history of the podcast. His uh, episode was called What Makes a Sales Champion? And I would encourage all of you to check that out if you haven't already done so. It was episode number 25 of the podcast last year. All right, Brandon, let's start out by talking about why you feel it's important to push yourself through limitations. For me, one of the reasons why I love the opportunity to push myself through limitations and why I think it's important for all of us to do that is it really gives us an opportunity to explore what we are as individuals truly capable of. And if you look at where you're currently at in your life right now, for whoever's listening to this, it's typically a reflection. Like Where you're at right now is typically a reflection of how comfortable you have been in relation to testing your limits. So I'll say that again. Typically, where you're currently at in life is a reflection of how comfortable you have been in relation to testing your limits. Mm. So if you've been uncomfortable testing your limits, then where you are at reflects that. And probably you there's a lot of untapped potential there on the mm -hmm. table for you. And if you've been comfortable testing your limits, if you've been comfortable occasionally failing, if you've been comfortable striving for big goals, doing things that are difficult, comfortable being uncomfortable, I guess you could say, right? then you're much more likely to be achieving at or near the, you know, the real potential that, uh, that exists within you. Yeah. Because what's beautiful about limits is that the way I look at it in an analogy form is it's an obstacle in the form of a mirror. Like imagine you're standing in front of a mirror, but this mirror isn't just any ordinary mirror. It's a portal and reflected back to you. It's asking you if you're willing to face the potential of fear, the potential of failure, rejection, vulnerability. Mm. These are things that you're going to have to risk experiencing potentially in order to pass through this portal. Oh, that's so, so profound right there. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Just a really thought provoking concept that people can, can ponder. And the other thing I'll just add to that is pushing yourself through these limits. One of the reasons why I feel like it's so important is it's one of the easiest ways to learn about yourself. And, you know, I believe that through pushing yourself, you're going to have a 
an increased sense of fulfillment and happiness because of the growth and the challenges that come through that process. Yeah, indeed. You know, I just feel like the essence of life is growth and evolution. And that can only be possible when we're testing our limits and really being able to get that feedback about who we are, as you said, learning about ourselves. And I would also say this, you know, that the episode that will air one week before yours is Danny Lewis, who is currently having the best year of his career and has gone through all sorts of challenges during his 29 years in the company. And I made the point in that in that episode that all of Danny's career has prepared him for this year. But now in this period of total uncertainty for most people, fear, a lot of people being paralyzed, right? Here's a guy, number one in the company in, you know, in new business sales as a manager for the year, having the best year of his career, and that pushing ourselves at other times in our life helps us prepare for the next great challenge. And so it is important to be constantly taking on challenges and overcoming limitations that we perceived to be there. Yeah, it's definitely a, you know, the saying of it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And that's essentially what it is. And some people are more comfortable currently pushing the edge or pushing the limitations and others less. But either way, it's okay. It's about making the cognitive decision that, hey, I want to reach my edge more frequently than I currently am. And I know that by going through this process, I will be able to take new stepping stones that will lead me down a direction that I can't even quite imagine even right now. Yeah. Awesome to hear. One of the things I've found is that when we try to push through perceived limitations, we oftentimes realize that the limitations didn't even exist in the first place. They were sort of in our mind. Mm -hmm. But yet it's really difficult for people to see beyond whatever is reality right now. And how do you, how do you approach that? Like, how do you envision yourself accomplishing things that no one has ever done? So the first step for me is you, you have to be willing to step into a world that doesn't exist, right? If you want to do something that has never been done before, you have to be willing to do things that have never been done and also think in a way that has never been thought of. Right. And, and so the willingness, the desire to even step into that fairy tale world, right? And then from there, it's giving yourself permission to challenge current expectations, to challenge perception. And it's important to like cognitively, internally and externally, give yourself permission because we live in a world where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and what expectations people have of you. And typically our own expectations are crafted from other people's expectations of us. And so you have to give yourself permission to challenge those and to go past that. And then once you've done that, that's like the, the foundation, the groundwork. Then you go into asking yourself certain questions. And the more powerful the questions are, the more you can step into this is, and I love the question of, if you could wave a magical wand, you know, what would you want to create? What would that, what is it, you know, in the relation of Cutco or anything else? What would you want to create? And then why would you want to accomplish that? So these are all like journaling exercises you can do for 
any category of your life. And then after you ask the why, and obviously the deeper you go, the more powerful it is. And then you go to the how. How would I hypothetically create it? Because the beautiful thing is you're not committing to this never beyond, never before created or accomplished achievement. It's more of just the having fun with the process. So how would I, if, if it was possible, how would it be possible? Yeah. And from there, going into, well, who do I have to become to actually create that? And then that takes you down the step of like, well, what are the actionable steps required to make that happen? So it's a, it's a flow. It's a process. And it's important to like, when I go through this process of, you know, you're massaging, you're, you're playing with it, you're having fun. It's not super serious. It's, it's stepping into like a creative space to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the series of questions that you are getting people to ponder about. It's like, first of all, right? What do I want to accomplish? What would be exciting to me to be able to accomplish? If you're a Cutco sales rep and you're about to enter into your big summer push, it doesn't have to be breaking Brandon's record of 105,000. Maybe it's, you know, you want to do 10,000 for the push. And that's something that you haven't been able to, to do before. Maybe it's difficult for you to envision, but you want to do it. You've heard about it. You've seen people do it in your office and you're like, all right, that's me this time. And I want to do it. It starts with that want. And then you get into why, right? Why do you want to do this, right? What will it make of you? What will be the direct benefits you'll gain? What will you learn, etc.? And then you get into the how, right? Which is a breakdown, which isn't really that difficult to do. And you know, almost any goal can be broken down into pieces that you can really envision and be able to see accomplishing. And then everything kind of flows from there. Yeah. So you have the why and then you have the how. And what's interesting is if someone's already done it, the how makes it a little easier. And then there's the trying to do something that's never before been done. And that's where like the creative juices start to flow. But we all start in a stage in life where someone's already done what we're wanting to do. Right. Before I ever did a 10K push period, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to ask how. And someone had already done it. So I was able to see the roadmap. And then as my skills and strengths improved, I was able to then start to get to uh, levels that had never been done before. But I was able to use the same fundamental principles of asking why, the how, the who do I have to become, and what are those action steps to actually make that happen. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to talk about specifically about Cutco Vector push periods today. Because in the latter part of July or the early part of August, most of our regions have these major sales contests. They're usually two weeks, two plus, two weeks plus a couple days, sometimes in length, where all the reps try to bring their best energy for a relatively short sprint. I want to do a little history lesson for anybody in the Cutco business. And this might even interest people who are not in the Cutco business, or if you were, you'll remember some of these names. But, uh, a little history lesson of push period. In the year 1999, in my office in San Jose, we, re we recruited a young guy named John Berghoff. And as we went into push period for SC2 that summer, John had been working in the business for about a month and a half, 
had had some success, but nothing super huge yet. I want to say that he did like 5,000 for his fast start and like 5,000 for SC1 push, something like that. And he asked me, you know, what's the record for push period? And at that point in time, the record was 23,100 something. And John said, well, I want to break it. And I said, awesome. Let's talk about what that's going to take. And we went through your same process, Brandon, where we talked about, well, why do you want to break it? And we came up with all these reasons. And let's break down what it would take, right? It was probably 14 days back then. What would it take in 14 days for you to be able to sell that amount? And, and then he went and he started. And every day during that push period, John and I were the last people to leave the office. And every night we role played the part of the, you know, at the conference at the end of push where there's a count up and they reveal the results. And we role played that moment, right? Of, you know, the MC getting to 23,000 in sales and John was still up there and had, you know, broken the record. So he could feel what it would feel like to actually do this goal. And indeed, he broke the record. He sold 26,000 for that push period. If you fast forward one year, John decided to break his own record during the next, you know, same push period one year later. And he decided he was going to go much bigger and he set a goal to do 40,000 for push period, 40K. And I can still remember this that three days in, he was at about $6,000 in sales. So not on track to do 40 in the two weeks yet. And there was a young lady in an office nearby ours who was at 11,000 in sales the first three days. And when John found out he was losing three days in, it lit a fire under him that I have never seen. And he just started clipping off huge day after huge day after huge day. He was working morning to night every single day. And to make a long story short, for the two weeks, John sold $69,000. So he went way beyond the 40. This other young lady, by the way, sold 58000 in the two weeks. So you can imagine she obliterated more than doubled the old record and lost because John did 69. And when people saw what happened, they were in absolute awe. Like people could not believe what they were witnessing when those numbers were revealed. John's record stood in our company for 12 years. So 12 years worth of reps went after that mark and never got there until finally a rep named Tyler Park in 2012 sold, I believe, 76,000 for a two-week push period. Four years later, you, Brandon, you set a goal to do 80 and break his record. And then it was clear you were going to get to the 80 before the end of the push. And you thought, well, let me do 100. And you hit the gas pedal and actually got to 100,000 in sales for a two-week push period. It might have been 15 or 16 days at this point. We've kind of amended our schedules to allow for an extra day or two here as the, these pushes have gone along. Yeah, 16 days. Awesome. I know that uh, your good friend Andy Janti took the mark up to 102,000. And then last year, you took that mark up to 105, 235, which is what we believe is the push period, summer push period record, at least with residential 
Cutco sales. And that's, that's where we're at now. So pretty amazing to see just how things have evolved. I would love to get into your head and to understand the process or plan that you went through leading up to, you know, either of these historic push periods that you've had. Sure. So I'll probably reference my first six figure uh, push period because that was really, I experienced a lot through that process and learned a lot. And I'll share that with you. And looking back on it now, the way I look at it is it's like having a telescope and you're trying to get it into focus. And that's essentially the process leading up to creating something that you've never been, you know, you've never done before. You have look through and it's blurry, you can't see anything, or maybe a vague shape, and you have to adjust it and get as much clarity as possible through several different steps and actions, quality questions, things of that nature. Mm. And so for me, I made the decision in December of 2015 that I was going to break the all-time national record, which at that point was about $75,000 then by Tyler Park. And so I had just made the decision I was going to do that. I went through a lot of the steps and questions that I shared on the previous or what we shared previously, but that's how early it started. And our push period was in August. So I essentially started eight to nine months before making that decision. And so you have to plan. I planned it out at a very early stage. It didn't accidentally happen. There was a lot of thought that went into it. Right. And for me, there was two things that I knew that were important. One was to even get myself in that frame of mind. I had to put myself in abundant, you know, abundant state of mind, my environment. But I also had to make sure I was doing that consistently throughout the course of the year leading up to it. I couldn't just not do anything or not perform at a really, really high level and then have the push period happen. It, it was like a building up phase, a ramping up phase as if you were running an Ironman. You know, you, you do a lot of training that builds up to it. And so for me, once I broke down those questions, did the reflection needed to like have clarity on creating this of breaking, you know, $75,000. That's when I went after it. Now I asked myself hypothetical questions like what is the most, what are the most important factors in helping me achieve this? So for me, the answer was my average order and the amount of orders I get. Those were going to be the two main factors that were gonna hinge on if I was going to hit it or not. I had to get a certain amount of orders and I had my, I needed my average because I only had so much time to actually create it. Actually, it ended on Tuesday. So it was 15 days. And then, so for Cutco reps, you know, listening, the average order for me, was, I needed to focus on flatware and upgrades. Those were going to be the two components at the time that I knew were going to give me that uptick. Mm -hmm. And for the certain amount of orders, when I looked at that category, you know, the sub points were closing percentage and marketing. So I had to make sure I was only going to talk to so many people. I could only talk to physically so many people within a two week period of time. And so if I was going to do that, I need to make sure I was closing virtually a hundred percent or as close right. to percent. So what are the skills I need to learn? Right. Right. And the marketing, I needed to double, triple down on my marketing efforts and not cut corners. I really wanted to manifest this and create this. 
Yeah. I think a lot of this relates to what a lot of new reps in Cutcore are going to be thinking here going into their big push period. I don't think there's going to be any brand new reps that started this summer that are going to be thinking about doing $100,000 for push period, but there's going to be a whole lot of them that want to do 10,000, mm-hmm. right? 10,000 is like, it's a big deal for a brand new rep who started this summer to do a 10K push, right? Like that is a great accomplishment. It's significant. And so when you think about these concepts of, right, how many orders can I get, right, in a two-week period and being able to make sure you understand how many orders do you need and then also, right, knowing what your average order size is and getting some idea like how can you take that average order size higher? Like for most new reps, the average order size is probably between $300 and $400. And to think about how could you take that over $400 or even up to $500 through increasing your skills. Because if you can average 500 per order, now it only takes 20 orders to get to 10,000. And 20 orders in two weeks should be pretty easy for most people, right? Now you can start thinking about doing 20K or even 30K if you can have that $500 average order size. So improving your average order size, right? Certainly one thing that reps can learn. And then doing what it takes, the work it takes to get the, the, the right number of orders throughout the push, the right number of appointments throughout the push to be able to succeed. So those are some good good things for people to be thinking about. A couple other questions that I ask, and I think this is great for anybody to ask, especially Cutco reps. One is, if I did fail, why would I? So it's almost like you're getting ahead of what could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Another way to ask that question is, what would be my biggest obstacles that would get in the way of me hitting my goal? Because the reality is, is you will have obstacles. So acknowledging that, being aware of that, and then trying to hedge. And of course, there's always going to be something that comes up that you didn't expect. But typically, you can foresee, especially with guidance from your managers or other people in your network, it's like, what would be the obstacles? If I did fail, why would I fail? Is it going to be a a mental battle? Is it going to be a time battle? Is it going to be a skill set battle? Because typically, it's going to be one of those for each person. And then once you've identified those, what safeguards would you put in place to hedge against them, especially Mm -hmm. leading up to it? And so these were the questions I asked myself. So I had eight months to mentally, physically, spiritually, skill set wise, get ahead of that. And then the last question I would ask is, what else can I do to increase my percentage probability of success? What else? And after you've written down a couple of things, ask yourself the same question again. What else? What else? Dig deeper. Is it your diet? Is it who you talk to? Hour by hour strategy? Is it vision? There's so many other components that you could really self-discover if you continually ask the question of what else could I do? What else could I do? Mm. So many good insights. And this stuff, Brandon, is so applicable and relevant to anyone setting a goal at anything. Like these are literally concepts that can help people with achieving any goal in any area of life, right? Understanding the process, breaking it down, developing an understanding of what the challenges might be, what obstacles might arise, preparing for those things, right? Skill development, all of those things that you just shared, like those are such good ideas 
or working on goals? Mm -hmm. What I find that I do that maybe a lot of others don't do, and I think it gives me that competitive advantage, is I, I have a very, very realistic approach. I find the biggest mistake Cutco reps make, or a lot of people, but definitely Cutco reps make, is they're too optimistic with what they want to do. Mm. It's good to have a positive mindset, of course. But if you're too optimistic, you lose sight of what can actually get in the way. Mm -hmm. You don't fully respect the challenge of pushing your limits. Because remember, you're going into an area that you have never gone before. So if you've never gone there, you have to respect that. If you're going into a a part of the jungle you've never been, you don't know what animals you're going to come across. Like You need to be as prepared as possible. And I think that's where people fall short is they're like, well, I can do that. I have a positive mindset versus really approaching it from a realistic standpoint. Like, what will I do if I start doubting myself? Because that idea of doubt will creep in at some point if you're really pushing your limits. What am I going to do if I'm behind? What else could go wrong? It's called confirmation bias, right? Like try to poke holes in it. And then once you see where all the weak points are, then you put stuff in place to support it so that those things won't happen. Yeah, that's such a good good concept about just respecting the challenge. And and one of the ways I think people can can truly help set themselves up to get past that challenge is by really leveraging the support of others. A lot of our teams have alliances they form during the push period where they're getting together every morning, whether it's in person or via Zoom these days, and committing yourself to be on that regularly, daily, even when it's not going well, especially when it's not going well, that's one of the ways that you can help yourself get past the, the inevitable challenges that come up. But the reality of doing anything that you know very few people do is that the odds are stacked against you. Otherwise, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. And so clearly that, in, that point in and of itself indicates that it is an extreme challenge. It will be hard. There will be times where you'll doubt yourself whether you could actually make it happen. What do you think so far? I hope you are enjoying this conversation with the great Brandon Brown as much as I enjoyed recording it. Please take a few seconds to rate or review the podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And did you know that you can get free resources from me, your host, and from various Changing Lives Selling Knives guests? Sign up for that at the changinglivespodcast.com website. The best is yet to come from Brandon Brown. Let's get back to the episode. So let's carry this forward into the actual push itself and dig into what is the dialogue you have with yourself as you're going through the process of push period. Right. So what's interesting, my strategy is once I've gone through these questions, created something that's never been done before and want to go after it. Then I have this realistic approach. I'm trying to poke holes in the ship before it sets out to sea, right? Uh, Because I don't know what I'm going to come across, how many storms. So once I've done that and I'm out to sea, I'm in the push period, I'm I'm in an arena I've never been before, there's no room for negative thoughts and emotions because you're there. You're in the middle of the ocean and there's no like turning back. You're in it. And so... 
my focus shifts from, okay, I've poked as many holes in it. I've done all the prep work I can. Now I'm in it. Now I need to reinforce positivity and supportive thoughts and emotions throughout this entire process. And some of that is literal dialogue that I'm having. And others is like, as we have alluded to, is having the right network in place, having safeguards, people to talk to. For my first 100K push period, I literally had scheduled 30-minute calls every morning and evening with different people. Like I had maybe five to seven people that I rotated through in conversations every single day for the entire 15 days. And that was to get my head right where it needed to be going into the day and ending the day right where it needed to be, regardless of what transpired in the middle. Who are some of these people you spoke to on a regular basis? Ben Skemper, which several people know, a great manager, uh, Michael Ambrosino, and a few other people in my mastermind that probably most people wouldn't know, but those would be the two like like Cutco-related individuals. Cool. And the other thing is having the conversation or statement in my head of release all limitations. This is a concept that I've really learned to embody over the last several years is release all limitations. We have these preconceived ideas of what we're capable of or what should be possible versus what our true potential is. And kind of like what I referenced before is a lot of people like their own limitations or these preconceived ideas of what they think is possible for themselves or for the company as a whole can actually limit what is truly possible. And so you have to release those limitations, give yourself permission to write up your first ever $3,000 order, your first $5,000 order, your first multi leapfrog, right? In cut code terms or doing nine appointments, 10 appointments in a day. If you've never done that before, you gave yourself permission to do the things you've never done before. If you want to accomplish something you've never achieved before. Indeed. Indeed. What else is part of the dialogue during the push? Like talk about the days where you are having struggles and how do you quickly bounce back, you know, into the next day? Yeah. So one question I would always have reoccurring is essentially checking in on my energy. What do I need right now? Whether it's bio, you know, something physical, mental. And I was very in tune with that and constantly asking myself what I needed so that I could drink some extra water, make sure I'm eating the right types of foods, having the right types of conversations. Because a lot of times we live in a world where there's constant distractions around us. So you typically ignore your feelings or just suppress them. And sometimes asking yourself what you need will help you like reach new heights. So that'd be one thing. And I would say the other part is maybe it was less dialogue and more of feeling and flow. Because you have to remember, I had multiple months to plan this, multiple months to prep for this. And be as prepared as possible. So when game day comes, it's less, am I doing this right? You don't have room for error. You don't have room for questioning or doubt. That's why I said you leave the negative thoughts out of the room. It's all about the positivity and like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And I have everything in place. So then you step into more of a, a flow and a feeling state versus you know questioning your decisions. Then it's just like, here, I'm going to show up. I've done everything I can. Now it's time to play. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I also like Hal Elrod talks about what he calls the miracle equation. And the whole concept is that, you know, I will bring my very best effort to the table for the entire push period with complete faith all the way through to the very last minute, regardless of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that mentality, I think, is really important, particularly for people who are striving for what you might call smaller goals, 10,000 in push relative to what you've done is a smaller goal. And there'll be many reps in the Cutco sphere who are shooting for a goal of, say, 3,000 or 5,000 or something like that during a, a two-week push period. And if your goal is to do 100,000 in 16 days, you pretty much have to stay on the right track in order to be able to get there. You can't accomplish almost all the goal in the last two or three days. If you're going to do 10,000 in you know, 15, 16 days, there's times where you could stumble and you might not do so hot. And I even studied one time the history of all of my reps that sold over 10, but under 12,000 for a push period. And mm-hmm. the average first week sales was 3,600. Wow. And so they weren't all at 5K after one week. And, yeah. and a lot of them did three, 4,000 the very last day of the push. And if your goal is to do 3,000, you could literally tank for 14 days of the push period and turn it on the last two days and get to 3,000. And so it's important to understand that if you're committing to a goal, you're committing to the entire period of the goal regardless of of how it's going day by day, you hang in there and you continue putting in your best effort. And when you do that, the universe tends to conspire to help great things happen for you. And you put yourself in a much better position to be able to achieve your goal. And it's hard to connect those dots if you've never experienced it firsthand. So I think that's a great point, Dan. And people who've had these push periods and have these miracle equations take place or these crazy experiences on the last day happen. No, what, you know, I was referencing. I mean, for me, my first 100K push, keep in mind, my goal was 75-ish. And then three days left, I was at 70. So I knew I was going to hit it. And then I had, I asked myself the questions, well, this is great. This is amazing. Never done this before. Or what kind of miracle equation could I put into place these last three days? And similar to John Berghoff, who is shooting for, I think you said 40 and ended up at 69. It's kind of the same thing. You put so much prep and manifestation and focus into it that sometimes you're in a place where you know you surpass it, but either way, you can still experience that miracle equation. And I, I sold you know, 20 grand in the last 24 hours of the push period to make it happen. Mm, Awesome. Awesome. Let's bring this to like some specific input for Cutco reps about to tackle their first big summer push. You know, what would be some of the specific advice you would offer to them about how they could have their best, you know, two, two and a half weeks of their career? Yeah. So some of the things that come to mind and I'll probably reference some of the things we talked about, but you know, one is make a plan. Seems simple enough, but after you make the plan, Try to find every reason why it could potentially fail. Write those reasons down and then write down reasons for how you're going to overcome those. Mm. That's what I call like strategic planning. I've never really heard of managers doing this. And I think it's a great exercise and it's a realistic exercise. Pushing limits and breaking records isn't all 
flowers and unicorns. And so it's important to be real with the reality of what's ahead of you. Mm -hmm. If you're scared of your goal, ask why. And typically it'll be something around fear of failure, rejection, vulnerability, embarrassment, working just really hard and not wanting to work that hard. But let whatever it is, let that be the reason for why you go after it. Because typically whatever you're scared of on the other side of that fear is the new version of yourself of who you can become. Another tip would be identify what the two biggest needle movers are that are going to be contingent on your success for the summer push. And once you've identified those, study, prep, and protect those you know, with your life. So for me, it was really around my average order and the amount of orders. And then I detailed that out even further. And I was that's what I focused on because I knew if something else goes wrong, as long as I can focus on these two things, that's really going to be what pushes the RPM to where it needs to be to hit my goal. Yeah. And probably the last thing would be is go after something that genuinely excites you. Not just because your manager wants you to do it or not just because your friend wants you to do it. Like, What's something that genuinely excites you? And what are the real reasons that you want to reach that? Because who you are before the push period is a completely different version than who you are after, only if you actually give it everything during the period. If you don't fully go after it, you won't experience it. But if you fully commit and give it everything you have during that whole period, that level of excitement for why you want to go after it will be the compelling force that drives you through. And it's the fastest way to learn about yourself. Yeah, and it's such an awesome opportunity. And I just, I'm so excited for all the uh, Cutco reps that have a chance to experience something like this. And most people have never put their very best into something for a short period of time. And to be able to do that and learn a lot about yourself and have those feelings and have that evolution that occurs and how it prepares you for future experiences in life, uh, it's such a powerful opportunity. Brandon, let's wrap up by hearing from you on what suggestions you would have on how people outside of Cutco or how our current reps after they're outside of Cutco doing something else, how can they apply the concept of a push period in their life or in their work? Great question. And I love it because everybody can create some version of a push period in their life. And the more they create throughout the course of the year, I think the better. And so for what I would say is create a period of time when you want to step outside of your comfort zone in a certain element of your life. So there needs to be a time frame and like a focus point. And the willingness and the desire and the drive to want to push outside of your comfort zone. So maybe it's fitness, maybe it's relationship based, education, skill set. So it can be a category and you create that time frame. And then you set the conditions. What are the rules of engagement? What are the parameters that you want to put in place? And then committing to it 
no matter what the experience is, which is what we kind of already talked about. What I guess how also referenced is being able to commit to the entire process, no matter how you're feeling at any given point in time. It's also really important when you're creating this quote unquote push period is to give yourself an opportunity to fail. Give yourself an opportunity to get embarrassed. Give yourself an opportunity to get rejected and to be vulnerable because it's in those moments where you could experience that, that growth is achieved. And typically, I have found that you should go, if you're more of a metric person, is to have something that's somewhere in the realm of 5 to 10x what your average is. So in Cutco, it's like if you average $1,000 a week, give or take, you go for 5 or 10 or, or more. And, but it can be for anything. So in fitness, you know, rule of 10x or 5x, but find something that can really push yourself in that context. And I think you'll be happy with what you experience. Yeah, that was such a great insight. Brandon, I think everybody can take home something really valuable right there. A time frame and a focal point, pick an area of your life where you feel like you want to make some moves. What's a time frame you can commit to? What are the actions, right? Breaking it down, committing to follow through, to hang in there despite the challenges. All that stuff is how people can elevate their lives in any area. And it certainly uh, applies both inside and outside of the Cutco business. And give yourself time. This is the most important probably component is give yourself time and space to reflect on the experience and extract everything from it, to learn from it, journal about it. When I had my 100K push period, I spent multiple different periods of time sitting down and journaling and reflecting on it. Because a lot of what actually transpired was so in the moment that it's hard to really extract everything from it. So regardless if it's Cutco or not, carve out that time post period to reflect on it. Yeah. Gather up the lessons for sure for your future. So Brandon, this has been awesome. Great stuff. Loved hearing your insights. I'm fired up. I'm sure our listeners are going to be fired up as well. Thanks a lot for adding some great value today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Brandon Brown, everyone, our push champion in the Cutco Vector business with some great insights for anybody either in or out of our business. The opportunity to explore our potential and to learn about ourselves, that we learn the most about ourselves when we're testing limits and stepping out of our comfort zone, being willing to step into a world that doesn't exist. He talked about that in terms of achieving a goal that nobody's ever achieved before. But even if that's not the kind of goals that you have, you may be stepping into a world that doesn't exist for you yet. Even if it exists for other people, if it doesn't exist for you, right? Think about the questions Brandon taught us to walk through, understanding why we want to accomplish the goal, understanding the how, the breakdown of it, understanding the potential obstacles and getting ahead of failure as he put it. I also feel like I want to add a tip, which is the idea of the day-to-day commitment and energy that it takes to achieve in a goal that is two or two and a half weeks long. If you think about the goal of $10,000, for example, 
depending on the precise length of your push period in your region, it's about $600 a day. Now, I've asked reps this question for years, which is if you were at 9,400 with one day to go, what chance would you give yourself of hitting 10,000? And to a person, every single person answers 100%. If I'm at 9,400 with one day to go, I will get to 10,000, period. I will do it. Well, think about bringing that energy to every day, that intensity to every day of the push. Because if you sell 600 the first day and 600 the second day and 600 the third day, you're at 1,800 three days in. You are on your way. And it just takes that sense of urgency, that respect for each day, that effort and intensity to stay on track. That's what helps you achieve not just this sort of a goal, but other much bigger, greater, and more difficult goals in the future. And when you ever find yourself off track, I just want to remind you of the concept of Hal Elrod's miracle equation. And please listen to Hal on the podcast, episode number four or episode number 80, I believe, both Hal Elrod. And he talks about the importance of maintaining your commitment and maintaining your energy, maintaining unwavering faith, right? An extraordinary effort all the way through to the finish line and how miracles can happen toward the end when somebody does that. That was really great as well. Also just love the idea of how you can apply the concept of push period outside of Cutco sales into any area of life. There were some great insights there from Brandon. Hope you enjoyed this one. Go out and have a great push. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.